And we're back. This might not be the best idea, Khalid. Khalud. Khalud, Khalud. Our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. I found this, I found this saying in Coach Carter, a movie where Samuel L. Jackson becomes a coach, basketball coach for some delinquents in high school. And towards the end, this one of the students stands up and he was like the most uh, problematic, let's say. And he says that our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. And throughout the entire movie, the coach Carter, Samuel L. Jackson, keeps on asking this one particular kid, What's your deepest fear? What's your deepest fear? What's my deepest fear? I have a thesis I have to submit in four days that it's not even 50% finished. <laughs> I have 8,000 words and I need 15,000. So I'm just gonna, I know the next four days I'm gonna be writing like an animal. But just right now I'm just not in the mood to, to write or work on it. It's just been something that's on my mind for so long to the point that right now while working on it, it's just not something I'm, I feel like I wanna put the drive and attention into. But this is why I'm smoking outside right now, recording this because I have to record either today, tomorrow, like I have three more days to upload an episode, so I might as well do this now. I might as well do this now and then go back home with an altered state and see how I'll view this entire thing. I think I have a consumption issue. Every time that I sit and find myself focused and working, I, there's this back voice in the back of my mind that's telling me I'm hungry, I'm hungry, let's go eat, let's go eat, let's go eat. If I eat this, then I'll be able to focus more. If I eat that, I'll be able to focus more. And every time I eat, I, I put myself in the same pattern that I need to follow. Because like e eating is something that's very easy to do that feels good, you know? It's something we're all competent in one degree or another. And we indulge. Gluttony. Gluttony, gluttony, gluttony.
Like I, the more and more I see this in myself, the more I understand uh, how difficult it is for people to follow certain diets, or how difficult it is for anyone to just tell the urges to shut up. You know, because you know what's gonna change if I ate, ate or didn't eat? We can go three weeks without eating, and we wouldn't die as long as we have water. And I have four days for this thesis, you know, technically I can tell myself, okay, I'm not eating for four days. <laughs> I don't know, that's not the solution. But um, maybe fasting tomorrow might be a good idea. I wanted to talk a little bit about the thesis. Yeah, maybe a part of myself wants to smoke to remember, you know, I don't have time, I have a lot to do. I don't have time and I have a lot to do. My brain needs to sit down and take this and handle this. But I guess maybe that's why they force this type of thing on you. If you can't finish this type of uh, task, then you won't be able to work in a company nine to five uh, routine. Just sit down and do like one specific thing because it takes it takes a lot of work, labor, just to get this thing together. Like certainly. Uh, I definitely see that I would function better if I had allocated times where I have fun in a different way more often, but I just don't have the resources to do that right now, so I can't really blame myself for it. I don't have the resources for that, so... And once it's done, then I'll be able to breathe a bit and do whatever. Let me just get this thing done right. The only reason that I wanted to write this thesis, Online Educational Platforms, is because I bought the domain boomer.com. Boomer.com. I bought that, um, I think, in November last year, or January this year. I sat down and I looked at the Middle East and I looked at businesses and, and markets that existed outside of the Middle East, like globally, that were novel innovations that say in platforms that people followed but they aren't really applicable in the Middle East. I looked at um, like micro investments. There, there are applications that exist like Acoin where you, you link it to your account and anytime you go shopping or anytime you, it wasn't shopping, you put like three dollars or three euros a month into this account and they invest for you and you just keep doing that without thinking about it. And this application does all of your investments for you and then you just make money off of, off of things without even thinking about it. How's your money work for you? And I thought, you know, nothing like that exists in the Middle East, but I don't think this is the time for something like that because looking at online payments in the Middle East and how people are literate from that perspective with their money, we're not really good with that. You don't have a lot of Arabs in general who 
are into invest investing as much as you'd see people that want to invest from the West. You know, of course, you have Arab investors, but you don't find people in average households that think about putting their money in stocks. Only like really, really few ones. So I put that idea to the side. Uh, of course, it's only my perspective of what I've seen. I just haven't seen a lot of Arabs, uh, normal households, really invest. Um, I don't know what else I looked at. I saw the note the other day, actually, like, found the companies, different websites, and, and checked them out. But then I saw that, you know, education, things like Udemy, where I published the online course, um, like the people who built this platform are making so much money while creating so much value for so many other people, the instructors are making money off of this and the learners are actually learning something new, something different. So if I really want to create something, I would want to create something that can create value for me and value for other people. I don't want to just, uh, I don't know, I think this is the maximum value I can give, maximum good that I can create, you know, educate people. But I wouldn't do it as, as an average online educational platform would. That's what I'm writing about. What they do is talking head videos. What they do is talk, talk you, like you, just a person standing in front of a camera and talking. And that's not really novel teaching. That's normal teaching that's pretty horrible. Uh, there's no interaction between the student and, and, the, and the teacher. They're, they create the discussion boards and all of that, but you just don't have the one-to-one -one you sometimes need in the moment. And they create, they create different types of uh, ways to circumvent that. They have uh, the instructors or facilitators when the course starts, they get them in to always keep up with the, with the discussion boards, to answer the students' questions and emails and all of that very quickly. But that's not the, the, it's not that fast either, but you know, they're trying. So what, I, what I'm trying to do is with Boomi.com, Boomi means owl in English, and owls are a symbol for wisdom. So, and every Arab sees that connection with a Boomi. And I think just the word sounds cool. The word is an animal and he's, he's cool, he's having fun <laughs> at night, you know, chilling. Uh, being nocturnal and it's a uh, five you know when I thought about the name you know I was like this is a five letter word two syllables you know like Apple or Google or Facebook there Facebook isn't five letters but it is two syllables and most of the very very successful companies are named very simple things like from a branding perspective I mean and they're usually just two syllables. People can remember it easily. The message can get across easily. And with Boom, I just think it would just be a, an easy motherfucker to market or create a, a brand image for that's proper. You know, it depends on what group you target. But I thought, you know, if I understand uh, educational platforms in the Middle East, then once I do start this business and I want investors to come in on board, I would look at them and I would tell them, yo, look, I wrote my thesis on online educational platforms. I own this very sick domain. This is how I'm going to have, obviously, like a really nice website set up, a really nice experience. You know, it has to be packaged 
really well. As long as something is packaged nicely, people wouldn't mind putting their money into it. You know, you do that when you buy a toy for your cousin on his birthday. You go and you find the nicest looking toy that's packaged <laughs> well. And so with everything, everything we buy or everything we put our money into, it's, uh, it's a package that we want to experience, whether we're going to eat it or we're going to go to a bouldering club and we want to climb on walls indoors. Everything is a package. Make it simple for people to put money into that package by creating that image. And the image is, is that you have this dude that's passionate about education. He created his own brand of online courses. And he has the sick domain that looks nice. And, and he, he, he seems like he knows what he's doing, you know, even though I probably have no idea. <laughs> Give me money. Give me all of your money. I want them to give me the money and just shut the fuck up, you know? I don't want anyone to tell me... Uh, <laughs> it's not as if I have all of the information. I'd listen to any advice I get, but... Uh, it has to be my decision that passes. <laughs> That's it. If I refuse something, it cannot pass. No matter what. Um, so yeah, just give me your money, shut the fuck up, relax, let me handle this. And I wouldn't build a plat platform where it's just some guy talking in front of a camera that you look at. It's just boring, man. And you use your laptop or computer for a million different things. And the patterns that you built using your computer are usually open up, go to Facebook, go to YouTube, go to this game, or go. you, you have a set patterns like rules and patterns that you follow and sequences that are associated with this tool that you use to experience things that you want to experience. So if trying to experience something like education through it won't be the same experience as, as anything else. You know, it's easy for me during a course to want to check Facebook the second the video buffers or to check my phone or it's, it's not the same. What I really want to do, and this is why like, I'm very patient with this, is wait till having a virtual reality headset is commonplace in every home, which should be the case within the next five to six years. I think, like it makes absolute sense. A headset at the moment costs 400 euros, 500 euros tops. And a mobile phone costs like a thousand euros right now, like the iPhone. <laughs> So it just, it just makes sense that within the next five to six years, that's going to be the case. Now, when every household has a virtual reality headset and you have, uh, you're holding controllers that you use to interact with the environment and whatnot, uh, imagine being in a virtual reality classroom, man where the teacher is in front of you moving. And because you're in a virtual reality, you can create in ways you really couldn't in real life or in front of a video. Like if the teacher wanted to, like when I talked to Dominic, show you Jupiter and the solar system, he can do that. And you can go on a spaceship and check the solar systems out and see you know, how the big this planet is compared to that planet. And not just that, you know, if you needed to draw something, you'd pull up a canvas in front of you and you'd start drawing on it with the person in the reality with you, you know. 
but I but then it's not really like just a one-on-one -on -one lecture it's a it's a classroom but it's very different because the way you can interact with the classroom itself is a very different experience uh, you have more authority you have more control all of those things um, yeah and this this is all from papers that I read that the, the psychological the psychological experience that the student goes through that is essentially their classroom environment that they're, they're learning in. So it's not just the class itself, it's the mental state that the person is in as they learn. That's what constitutes their classroom inside of their head and their learning experience. So creating something like that and branding it the way I want to brand it, try to convince investors to invest the way I want them to invest. I think like for for the educational platforms right now, I interviewed the uh, two largest educational platforms in the Middle East. And they're doing the same, they're doing videos and all of that. And to shift away from that, to shift away from videos and uh, all of that, it's um, it might be difficult for them because that's the already built infrastructure that they have. So switching to a virtual reality context might not be too easy, but it is doable because they already have you know access to funds and whatnot. But when their process is highly dependent on this one thing, it might be difficult to shift. And yeah, then I just come in and and win the market. I don't see that as something uh, unlikely or not a possibility. Like. I see that as something very, very doable. And it's not at the point in my life where I can do it. So this is essentially why I'm even bothering writing this thing, honestly. And like my reason is good. I get that and I'm passionate about it. Maybe not so much while doing it right now, uh, writing about it. I'm not actually creating educational content. Just one more thing. I wanted to create a customized custom toolkit for instructors to be able to create the exact type of classroom that they want. So you as a lecturer, you can go in and you can create your classroom. You want it to be a jungle, you can put flowers here, plants there. You want a lot of charts, you can put a lot of charts. You want a lot of, uh, I don't mean charts, I mean uh, the flip charts, you know, those things that you write on and keep flipping so you can keep writing on them. Whatever the fuck that the teacher wants in the room, man, he can make that thing happen in the room. So they create their own classrooms. It's a, you as a lecturer, you have your custom created classroom and people can enter to your classroom and you can teach them. Now, <laughs> why I think this is really nice is because I used to play a game called Warcraft 3, Frozen Throne. It's not the same as World of Warcraft. They based World of Warcraft on the previous games, where, which were strategy games that you, you know, you built your base, you built your barracks, you create soldiers, you have a hero, the hero, you get them, you go get wood, you go get gold mines, and then you attack uh, other players and take their gold. <laughs> yeah, man, it's such an aggressive game. Uh, it's one of my favorites. Like, I played that a lot. And the thing is, is that there was an option for 
custom games where you go into a local network, like you, you play with other people online all over the world. Uh, so it wasn't a local network. You had to actually join a web server somewhat online and then you can play. And every, they were so creative with their maps. People created their own maps of what we can do. And, and the basic building blocks were you have a hero, you have troops, you have a base, and you build them and all of that. But the games they created were nothing like that. The games they created were, you know, you're in a maze and the floor is made out of ice and you can't walk normally. You have to slide from one point to the next and keep dodging things that are, that are moving. And you have to cooperate with your teammates and this, you know, how about you go get the key from this side, I go get this from that side and you know, everyone just keeps on dying and, and we keep repeating. So it was always stimulating my brain in one way or another. And I was socializing with people online. But just the creativity of people, you gave them the tool to create whatever they wanted and it's insane. It's just absolutely insane, I think, what people do once you give them the chance to, to create. But to do that, Blizzard, the company who made the game, Warcraft, Blizzard is one of the, I'd say, most gamer-loyal gaming devel game developer company that, that, that exists out there. Every single game they create, they support the entire... Like, they never stop supporting one of the games that they make. They keep updating, they keep keeping the community happy. Uh, they really get it, man. And yeah, they created a world editor where you can go in and you start creating your own map to play and change the rules, the abilities, the time. And one of those custom games was Defense of the Ancients, Dota. That's so damn famous right now. It was made by a guy called Icefrog. That's what his online name was. And he made this map, just two sides attacking each other, two opposite forces contending. <laughs> Intelligence people wake up. <laughs> and that's, that's that. They gave them the opportunity to create and they created. So creating a custom toolkit for instructors to create their own classes where they can conduct workshops and invite people. And instead of just having, you know, the people that pay, you can have like 20 people taking the workshop and they pay and they participate and participate and they ask one-on-one -on -one questions of the lecturer. But you can also have observers who watch the lectures either through their computers actually as, as a video, because the camera then can move in a 360 free, free motion type of, type of observer. So you can go around the classroom how you want to observe whatever you want. Uh, how the students are learning or the, watching the lecture or teach. And you can have like, let's say 20,000 people watching the lecture that all pay $1 to, to watch or not, nothing at all, you know, it's fine. And, and you can have the students themselves participating pay a good amount. The lecturer makes money, the platform makes money, the, the students can watch any type of educational material that they want in real time in front of them in a very very different environment and you know maybe they can ask questions too to outside observers uh, it's not a 
that's not a problem. And yeah, create a custom toolkit on Boome for lecturers to create their own classrooms and then teach. And then give that to the Middle East and just let people create their own, their own everything. <laughs> the things that can happen. Like if I can have something like this built in 15 years, I think that's a success and I think that's very, very doable. I think that's one of the most doable things that I can do. <laughs> I'm not uh, even exaggerating. It's so doable, you know, and like this is, I've said this before, like once you th know that you, you can follow a path that can create so much good, it's just, I feel like it's wrong not to pursue it. And one thing that I contend with right now alongside of Bume is tripsitters. I've talked about tripsitters. Tripsitters is um, whenever you want to take any type of substance, you hire someone to guide you through that experience. Or you go someplace where you can allow people to chill in a, in a hub, you know, a nice area with bean bags and, and just good music and a good smell. And you let people trip. I think like this is this is one of the nicer ideas I've had. <laughs> I think this is none of the nicer ideas I've had. Uh, and I think if I don't do it, someone else will. You know that I know. And I think you know tripsitters is one of the th ways that I can create the greatest amount of good. But who knows, man? Let's see how that works out. So this, I think, is the part that I need to really go back home and write right now instead of all of the noise that I confused myself with. I need to finish, I need to just write this thing. Once I write it, I can start adding all of those other things. I have four days to do that. It's not a lot of time. It really isn't a lot of time. But for some reason, it just feels so doable for me that I'm not actually nervous or worried at all. You know, I know I'm going to sit down and do this. I know I'm going to sit down and do this. There's no option. Even right now, I'm just going to go back and write. I know that. After uh, taking a big shit. Dogs are funky. Oh, this dog is coming towards me. Cute. Mm. Yeah, I wish I could have petted him. He was like just uh, 10 centimeters too far for me not to, not to pet him. I think dogs are, <laughs> you know, I feel like, you know, I want to pet the dog, but then I'm worried about the owner. But I don't think, like, if I want to be as zen as I want to be, then I shouldn't be worried about what the owner thinks. I should just do, you know? 
I should just pet the dog. If the owner isn't happy, the owner isn't happy. But the dog doesn't give a fuck, and I don't give a fuck. And I just want to pet the dog. <laughs> Who knows, man? Who fucking knows? I'm staying at a friend's place right now called Omar and he's a Moroccan I met bouldering once I joined a meetup and he was there and then we ran into each other again in another meetup philosophy meetup and then we were friends afterwards and the guy let me stay at his place for two weeks he has a living room kitchen and a bedroom and a bathroom and he gave me the bedroom for myself Man, and he's staying on the couch in his living room. It's a nice couch and the living room is nice, but what the fuck, man? He's like, I sleep on the couch all the time. You might as well uh, take the bedroom. And he respects the fact that I have the thesis happening. And he's just uh, okay with it. He's just very okay with the fact, you know, I have, I have a thesis. Uh, I'm not paying him rent. I'm not anything... It's just uh, very nice, and he's so easygoing uh, when we're together uh, at home. Like, I appreciate that so much, man. I have to mention it. I'm going to record an episode with him for sure. At least I hope so. After my thesis is done. And then uh, be a human being again after it's done, you know? I feel like just finish this phase in my life and then I can be a human being again I really need to go to the bathroom I think this episode is it I wanted to explain more about educational platforms um, and two-sided markets because a lot of the, the literature is about two-sided markets and uh, yeah I think I can write right now Yeah, yeah, I think that's so important at the, at the time. So that's yeah, that's the idea of my plan. That's the that's why I'm basically making courses and writing my thesis about this and everything. And then afterwards, if I actually am the type of person that create can create an online educational platform like this in the Middle East then when I as a person say something about education, then they, people have to listen. People have to be like, we have to listen to this guy that's, that's uh, giving this or doing this. I think that's so important.
and it isn't just with uh, with education and schools. You know, there's a lot of things that, that can be slightly adjusted for the entire community, the entire system to function better. And I'm not saying that I have the wisdom or ability to do that right now, but this is the idea. You know, this is the plan. I'm still 23. I'm still learning. And if I'm capable of following that and maybe publishing a few bestsellers on the way, then I'm happy. <laughs> I really want to publish a few bestsellers on the way, man. I think that's so important, you know. I've actually, they, they say that you have to, you know, it's a good plan to better yourself by modeling people who are already successful, saying what's successful for them, what's... Uh, it's funny because I got to the door of the house and then decided to walk back so I can continue finishing my point. <laughs> they saw, like, like absorbing from already successful people that are in the position that you would at some point like to be, how they act, how they think, how they everything. And I actually searched for that. I wanted to find entrepreneurs that built successful businesses that were also best-selling authors, as as in not just best-selling author of writing a technical book about about how businesses function. No, I mean a novel, a story, a narrative. That type of author. And I didn't find a single person. So like, if you have an idea of a person like that, please let me know. But I haven't uh, you know, found a successful business owner, entrepreneur that is also an author in that sense and I think I'd like that I think uh, not a lot of people uh, did that but that's me you know I want to I want to be able to dominate these two areas in, in life best-selling author and successful uh, business man successful entrepreneur uh, I think that in its own, that's the greatest good I can build and then I can continue building, continue building and build and build and build. So maybe like, I know that that's a path in my, my being, you know, like I, I know that to my core that I want to, to create something like this, this type of an impact with my existence, you know, and I walk with that every day but i need to be okay with the fact that i'm i'm in this position right now that uh, these like these things in my head getting to them is going to take time becoming the person that can handle those types of things is going to take me time and a part of me tries to convince me that you know i'm there's a part that wants to convince you that you know you're okay as you are I didn't know how to phrase this better because you should, like, I'm okay with how I am. But uh, there's a part that convinces you that you can't learn or that you can't adapt or change or just be better or you're going to be different at some point in the future. Uh, and you'll always be different at some point in the future. It's just, it's not in your hands. The more you absorb, the more you'll you'll have different perspective, you know? The more you have, you can view things differently from different angles, different topics. But when the ideal, I guess, is very high, uh, 
yeah. I just need to be okay with the fact that I'm where I am, I guess. I guess I want people to perceive me as I talk to them, as the guy who has already built these things, even though I haven't built them. Yeah, that's what it comes down to. When I talk to someone, I want them to act towards me and respect me the same way they would act towards me and respect me if I have already done all of these things. Written the book and, and written successful books and built successful companies and organizations and all of that. Um, <laughs> So I guess it's just a matter of ego at the end of the day. It's a matter of ego at the end of the day. I do want to smoke more though, but I really want to go to the bathroom. I really want to go to the bathroom. Alright guys, under the thought, I'll try to talk about two-sided markets uh, properly later. Uh, and yeah, good luck with your lives. <laughs>